All right, you good to go? I'm going to have to shit in about a half an hour. <laughs> okay, Lord, I'll keep that in mind. I'm just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> um, yo, what's up? Welcome to Demo Listen. Ah, fuck. I fucked it up because you... <laughs> I'm just thinking about you saying you have to shit in about a half an hour, like you knowing the exact time. Um, you, you generally know how much time you have. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I yeah, I guess I could give a general estimate. Usually, you know. Um, we'll just keep it going. So yeah, this is demo. Listen, if this is your first episode, this is what you're in for. You know, choose to stick around or uh, call it now. It's totally on you. Um, we do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the release in question. And we just react honestly to it. Um, you know, it's not a review show. We're not critics in a traditional sense. We just talk about punk and hardcore. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But ultimately, the goal is just to get new music in your ears and encourage you to go out and interact with it by purchasing physical releases and going and seeing bands now that that is a possibility again. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them and then launch into what some listeners describe as the excruciating voicemail segment of the podcast. But They can check out. I, they can check out if they want to, and I'm sure many of them do. Um, also, I think that our attempt to uh, shorten that segment to a reasonable time recently has been paying off. It's certainly been helpful uh, the last couple episodes when I've been editing it. Um, so I'm liking this, I'm liking this about an hour and a half format thing. I think it's really working out very well for us. Um, so before we jump in, you know, we always kind of give little life updates or anecdotes about our weeks or whatever. Nothing really interesting has been going on for me, except that I did have a paranormal experience last night. That's fairly interesting. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Except for the fact that I like, you know, my definition of paranormal is pretty loose in the sense that I don't believe in the human soul or like ghosts in a traditional sense. I just, I've, I've experienced weird stuff in my life, but, um, you know, I don't tend to ascribe meaning or, uh, or definition to it. I just say, Oh, that was weird. Um, so last night I was like laying in bed and I saw a little orb and I said, kind of jokingly, Hmm, I think I just saw a ghost. And then my girlfriend, Zavin, goes, holy shit, did you just see a little white orb? And I said, yeah. She said, I saw that in the exact same spot earlier when you were gone. Um, and then both of us proceeded to have to sleep for like 12 straight hours, which is very uncharacteristic of us, have very similar, very intense, very realistic, weird nightmares. And she was awoken by somebody uh, presumably like standing over her and saying hello. So what's, what's worse, um, Jay Glock and his boyfriend living upstairs or the ghost that has moved in? Uh, I would say definitely Jay Glock and the, and the BF. I'll take, uh, yeah. I'll take a ghost any day. I'm, I'm 0% threatened by a bitch ass ghost. Well, um, I'm telling you right now, annoyed, it, it, you know? it, it seems like the ghost is uh, coming in pretty hot. <laughs> if it's already making you sleep 12 hours and have horrible nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. If it's, if, on, if on night one, we're already 12 hours of bad nightmares, you know, it's, it's not a good. Yeah. And like introducing, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see how it pans out. So here's the thing. Where uh -huh. did the orb occur? In the bedroom? In the bedroom. Yeah. Well, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, it was, uh, it was kind of like waist high and it was like transitional between the bedroom into the living room. Cause we don't have like door, we don't have doors. We just have big open archways. Yeah. 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 
and it wasn't like a reflection or anything like that. No, not a reflection or anything like that. It was it still was we, we still had some lights on, so it was uh, it was not like a, an out outside reflection, you know, playing off the wall or anything like that. Um, okay, okay. So I just want to make clear uh-huh. um, <laughs> on our shitty punk rock and hardcore and heavy metal podcast. Uh-huh. You are now making claims <laughs> of an actual paranormal experience. <laughs> Asserting that you saw a ghost. <laughs> uh, you know, I again, I wouldn't describe it as a ghost just because I don't believe in, in ghosts as you might traditionally understand them. I don't believe in like haunting spirits or anything like that. But I will say I had I, I witnessed an apparition. You See, know? These are how this is why nobody believes that they're fucking real, because these are how the stories break. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's never like it's never like big news you know what i mean <laughs> right, like, yeah. like it, you never see something like uh you know on live television right sure it's always just some idiot on some <laughs> forgotten back channel of communication or some you know crazy crystal licking ant or you know relative or something like that telling you about the spirits that they saw and commune with or some shit like that it's like it's like um how recently Basically, everybody admitted that there's things out there called UFOs. Sure. Yeah. And no one knows what they are. Right. And everybody was like, "Yeah." <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. That was a, that was a wild cultural moment. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, everybody was kind of like, all right. <laughs> cool. Whatever. Yeah, we figured as much. Let's uh let's just keep it moving, I guess. Um well, you know, I think I think it's kind of similar to my attitude on conspiracy too. Is like, you know, maybe the I've I've had various weird sort of, I guess you could you loosely describe them as paranormal experiences throughout my life, but much like with conspiracy where I acknowledge that there might be a nugget of truth or like that it's not a bad idea to distrust uh, institutions of power once you start making truth claims, um, you pretty much lose me and you've gone full wing nut. And I feel the same way about anything that can that can be described in, as, as generally paranormal. Like I have no doubt that people experience wild shit because I personally have experienced some wild shit, but I, uh, I don't make any truth claims about what it might be so who knows all i know is uh both my girlfriend and myself independently at different times uh saw some sort of apparition in my home and then were uh, afflicted with very similar nightmares for 12 straight hours <laughs> so, i think maybe you guys got some fumes from upstairs or something we might have got some f- some fumes yeah maybe a little residual meth cooking or something so, so, something wafted down through the <laughs> ventilation shaft <laughs> yeah it could be we do get weird smells through the ventilation shaft by our bedroom so maybe there was like a carbon monoxide leak or something carbon monoxide leak or you know i don't know some sort of new goofball that they're smoking upstairs <laughs> yeah it's some new goofball as, the, as they call it right um what about you any paranormal experiences no i don't think i ever have i can't i can't really recall anything like that mm. uh period i would love to god i would love to yeah i i've told you before i would love to actually like encounter aliens sure oh man yeah it's my it, dream yeah and it's and de- depending upon uh their mood right right I'd fight the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. We talked about that on our old podcast. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. just really fucking dishing it to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, what is it? The Gulf Stream 
or what what a golf breeze or whatever uh-huh. UFO incidents or something like that. And yeah, like the guy would chase him away with a pistol, yeah. and like brandish a pistol at the aliens, <laughs> and they would run out of his house. And take yeah. Him off. yeah. Oh man, I love that imagery. Well, I also just love the imagery of like squaring up with one. You know what I mean? Like old timey fisticuffs. Yeah, my, dukes my, up, you know? my whole thing was like they show up just to like jump you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, yeah. they, they come into your room just to fucking give you the beating of a lifetime. And by God, you better fight back or you're in for a rough fucking night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would be an ideal way to have an interaction with an alien as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Just duking it out. Yeah, but I never see nothing like that. That's how I know it's not real. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, you know, to quote uh, to quote the kid actor from the classic Tim Allen film, The Santa Claus. Have you ever seen a million dollars? Doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> wow, what sage advice. <laughs> what, 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 what sage insight and wisdom. <laughs> well, as you can expect from a classic Tim Allen holiday vehicle. Um, <clears throat> all right, so jumping from paranormal activity, um, I guess let's just uh, jump right into the queue then. If you got uh, no important life updates or uh, amusing anecdotes to lead with. No, not really. Not, nothing compares to drug ghosts and drug induced <laughs> ghosts in my room. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, cool. So first up, I uh, I have this. I had this a little bit out a little bit out of order on my list, but I fixed it. So first up, we have got Terror Eyes with their demo. This is a band from New York City. This was a, an AJ submission. He described it as straight up hardcore. Then we have got Clibus with Horse Satellite. This is a band from Rochester, New York. It was submitted by Tyler Hammer. He said it's hard to categorize, but uh, is vaguely in the sort of uh, butthole surfers world, which is, I mean, that's a hard that's that's hard to pull out pull off because even the butthole surfers uh, vary wildly from not just release to, to release, but even song to song on some records. Yes. Then we have got Terror83 with their demo. This was submitted by uh, two folks, uh, Rich Miles and Matthias, our Swedish correspondent. This is a uh, Swedish hardcore band that evidently cites um, early Brazilian hardcore as uh, as a strong influence on their sound. And I will not I will not front and claim to know pretty much anything about old school Brazilian hardcore. Um, so I, even yeah. if we do hear this, I will not be able to, uh, it's going to sound like new Swedish hardcore. Yeah. It's going to sound like new Swedish hardcore to me for sure. Then next up, we have got disposal unit with decompress. This is a submission from John Fett. This is a Lima, Ohio solo project that John def- described as uh, industrial leaning, cold, dark wave. And he apologized in advance, um, for the nine minute runtime. Oh, good Lord. Indeed. You better, you better keep it. You better keep my attention. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, vaporwave is one of the tags uh, already bored. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, and then next up we have ozone with ozone two. This is uh, a band from Fort Worth, Texas. This was submitted by stout stout as always just keeping the, uh, the Texas area submissions coming. Then we have got Breach Boys with Kalana Virus. Um, this is a band from Kalana, British Columbia. This was submitted by Derek M. Um, I don't think he described. He didn't have much to say about it other than that the opening track was uh, was solid, despite the uh, the fact that there is a lengthy intro on it. So we should listen to that one. Hmm. Then we have got Phantasmagore with Insurrection or Submission. This is a band from Santiago, Chile. Uh, it was submitted by Zach Honeycutt. 
He describes this as, um, you know, kind of classic South American war metal stuff um, that sometimes toes right up to the slam and brutal death line, but never actually enters into that world, which is something that I tend to enjoy. Then we have got Cut Down with their demo 2021. This is a band from New Jersey. It was submitted by Shea Wilder. Um, he says he doesn't know what to say about it other than the fact that it's really solid. Yeah, we had this last time. Yeah, we had this in the queue, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I can't remember who submitted on the last episode. <clears throat> then we have got Community Gun with Target Practice. This is a new band from Denver, Colorado, out on Convulse Records. Um, I know a few people have submitted this. I think this particular submission comes from Anthony from Jail. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been eyeballing this for the last month. Um, but, uh, I knew that it was sitting, sitting in our email, so I decided not to listen to it. So, um, I, I don't know what this sounds like, but I assume it's probably good. And then last up, we have got Gasp with Least Expected. This is a submission from Matthias, uh, our Swedish correspondent. Uh, this is a band from Malmo, Sweden, um, that he didn't, didn't have much to describe. He just says a new hardcore band that was featured on, uh, No Echo recently. So, on that note, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. First off, correction, it was 15 minutes. What was 15 minutes? So I'm going to take a shit. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what's first. Seven. All right. Seven is Phantasmagore. So kicking off the episode with, uh, with some death metal. Um, he suggested the opening track on here. So we're going to listen to Overwhelming Recognition by Phantasmagore off of Insurrection or Submission.
Okay, we just heard the song Overwhelming Recognition by Phantasmagore off of their release, Insurrection or Submission. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, pretty okay. Standard, brutal death metal. I didn't hear a lot of war metal or any like bestial sort of anything in there. Yeah, not um, really. Wasn't bad. When, when I thought that the breakdowns were weak. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to break the mood and you're going to like shift tempos, fucking hit me with something, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this, it, you know, it didn't really deliver there. But um, by and large, this is fairly solid. I got no no qualms. I listen to plenty of stuff that sounds like this. So, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought when this was uh, this was keeping up the pace, it was yeah. uh, it was solid for sure. But yeah, I, I also felt that the uh, the sort of heavy dalliances with uh, the slammier bits it they didn't hit as hard as I wanted to either. Um, and I I think I have a, a bit of a beef with just the production on this. Um, yeah. it, it's, it is, it's blown out, but not in a way that sounds like, you know, um, a brutal death metal demo cassette. It's just, uh, it, it just feels like it wasn't, there wasn't a cohesive vision at play here in, in terms of like the recording and mixing. So it, it kind of sounded like a mess at times in a way that, that mm. I don't think was uh, particularly endearing, but yeah, I got no beef with this. I thought it was really solid. It's, it's definitely not the best death metal of this variety that we've heard on the show in recent memory. Um, but, uh, I've got no problem with it either. I thought it was perfectly solid. Um, but not necessarily something that I would immediately think to, to revisit or remember when I'm thinking about, you know, my favorite death metal releases of, of 2021, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the two guys in the band, one guy's got an autopsy shirt on, the other one's got a necrophagia shirt on. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of obviously wearing their hearts on the front of their shirts there. Sure. Um, which you can hear in this, but, um, you know, autopsy's got better riffs. Um, sure. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, this is fine. This is fine. I ain't getting shit on it. There's not, there's not a lot. It's pretty standard. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, if you like this kind of death metal, uh, there's not a whole lot to beef with here, but I think there's a, a little bit of room for improvement. And uh, I, I don't know, I would check back with this band. I would listen to the rest of this EP at the very least for sure. So yeah, the artwork is uh, something. <laughs> the artwork is something I like. I like the, uh, the hanging skin sacks in the background. <laughs> well, see, I like I like the hanging flayed skins in the background and the guy that's being, you know, hooked up or whatever and he's clearly dead because you couldn't survive that. Sure. Um but they all have peepees too. Yeah, I know the penis the penis inclusion is a no, really No, they're peepees. Oh yeah, okay. The peepees. Yes, the inclusion of peepees is uh I think a really inspired decision on the artist's the, part. The one the one even has a hook through his nuts. Yeah, I noticed that as well. I uh I do love that. And then the anarchy symbol too. <laughs> yeah, the anarchy symbol, you could miss that if you weren't if you weren't looking closely. <laughs> and like, well, what's that about because uh I think that if you've gotten to the point where you're like flaying humans and hanging them by meat hooks, right? You've kind of transcended any concepts of morality or <laughs> anarchy or order or anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you're that's flaying humans alive is uh, beyond the pale. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say that flaying humans alive, I would agree, is beyond the pale. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, there you go. Phantasmagore, pretty solid stuff. We'll probably check out the rest of this EP at least. Um, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. So you didn't record the little orb or anything, huh? Well, no, it, it just, it, it passed in and out of my vision very quickly. 
I don't, I think that, so, so did you see it in the center of your field of vision or was just in your peripheral vision? Uh, it was like, it was, it was in the center of my field of vision. It was just after I cast my eyes to like one particular part of the, of the room. And then it kind of disappeared behind the wall, um, within like, you know, a second and a half, two seconds of, of me looking over that way. It sounds like a floater or some shit like that, or a little phosphine in your in your retina. That's I ha- what it sounds like to me. I, I have uh, I have floaters that uh, that plague me, and they don't typically look like this, but who knows? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that or it's just bullshit. <laughs> okay. All right. Five. <laughs> okay. Five is uh, is Ozone. Uh, the Bandcamp is ozonehc.bandcamp.com. Uh, Stout described this band as Fort Worth hardcore luminaries. Um, this is, looks like their second release. Last one came out. Their debut release came out in June of last year. This one just dropped in February. Like the artwork, simple to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely in the vein of things that I typically like. Uh, he didn't suggest a particular song, so I guess we can just go with the... Uh, oh, actually, he did. He suggested the track Killing Me, so we'll go with that one. So we're going to listen to Killing Me by Ozone off of Ozone 2. Okay, we just heard the song "Killing Me" by Ozone off of their release "Ozone 2, and it really is killing him. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he really wanted to drive the point home that this is killing him. So that was really strange. Not at all what I expected, just based on the artwork and the presentation here. Um, it was I, you know, I'll I'll come out and say I didn't particularly love it. Um, it for half of the song, it felt like it never really got started. Um, mm-hmm. like it was just kind of dicking around, like, especially with that, that sort of uh, weird, uh, just like drum pattern that was kind of accenting what the guitar was doing. It, it made it feel like the, the song didn't have any forward momentum really. And then when it finally did pick up, it picked up into 
uh, a fairly unremarkable sort of bouncy, you know, New York hardcore inspired bit that was not offensive, but not particularly strong. And then it kind of quickly, um, it quickly shifted into like a very weird borderline new metal Lincoln Parky. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I was going to mention Lincoln Park and I was like, I don't know, that might just be my only point of reference, but whenever I hear that particular guitar sound, uh-huh. that's all I can think about. No, that did genuinely sound like Lincoln Park in that bit, like the little harmonic part yeah. with like whatever they had with the chorus effect they had on there or whatever, and the way it was mixed, um, it actually sounded like Lincoln Park. <laughs> so that was very strange where I think this actually arrived and the Lincoln part comparison is apt here is uh the second no warning full length the, the first no warning full length is kind of a, a classic of early 2000s you know turn of the century heavy hardcore uh ill blood one of my favorite records of of the of that particular subgenre of hardcore and then a couple years later um they did a record called suffer survive uh, that was their going for it record. And um, they actually did open up a Lincoln Park tour and there was more than a little bit owed to the Lincoln Park sound on that uh, on that second LP and it sucks really bad. But nonetheless, there is a certain sect of hardcore kid that will ride for it. And it usually breaks down to e- either you know a group of people that were there for it when it came out and they were the right age that it just hit them and therefore they ride for it because they grew up with it or people who weren't there to understand how deeply embarrassing and stupid it and all new metal was at the time. And I would imagine Ozone probably falls into that latter camp. This whole thing when taken in uh, in in its entirety um, harkens back to that uh, uh, regrettable chapter in No Warning's existence for me. Um, I mean, I guess it was competently played, but uh, yeah, this this really, really missed me. Yeah, this was a lot less direct and it was way bouncier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that fucking riff with the drum pattern where you feel like you can nod your head and then it kind of falls apart for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really prevents you from sort of like, from preventing me from like ever getting a foothold in this song. For sure. Um, it's, it's that kind of, it's that kind of song where you see people nodding their head and then they kind of lose it for a second <laughs> yeah. at a show, you yep. know what I mean? And people are kind of looking at each other to see if they're actually like, is this right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is this right? <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Um, yeah, it really kind of, that, that stumbly shit just kind of prevented me from getting a foothold in it. Um, yeah. And it was a lot bouncier than I expected it to be as well. Uh, I don't really have very strong feelings about it one way or another. It, uh, I don't think it was necessarily good. It's not something that I'm going to revisit, but, um, at the same time, as we say so many times, if I happen to see the band playing, I ain't mad at them. Sure. Yeah. Do your thing. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not telling you to break up your band, but, uh, this is, this is definitely not something that's, that's going to go into my rotation either. I, I, I would ask them to maybe give it a rest, but <laughs> keep pushing on what they're playing right now is killing me. But honestly, I couldn't care less. <laughs> There you go. That's what they call in the uh, the comedy industry a callback. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, on that note, then, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Five again. Okay, five is Breach Boys. This is the band from Kalauna, British Columbia. The band camp is breachboys.bandcamp.com, and the song that was recommended to us is the uh, opening track, Blue Sunshine. Looks like this is just a two-piece. One dude does all of the uh, instrumentals and one person does the vocals. So we will listen to Blue Sunshine by Breach Boys off of their EP, Kalauna Virus. 
All right, we just heard the song Blue Sunshine by Breach Boys off of their record Kalonavirus. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Not bad. Not what I was expecting. Not but, at all, uh, no. Not bad. Pretty good rock and D-beat stuff. This, to me, sounded like something that would sit right in between a project that like Jack Control would be in and Poison Idea. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, simple as that. I like a lot of stuff that sounds like that. This is pretty solid. I'm not saying it was the best, but uh, it definitely kept my attention, kept the pace up, and uh, yeah, I like this. Yeah, for sure. I like this too, but this uh, this definitely did defy my expectations, especially with like a goofy-ass name like Breach Boys and Kalonavirus and the yep. artwork, and then like the art for their last release uh, from January of the 2019. The Muppets All Die and Go to Hell. Yeah, the Muppets All Die and Go to Hell. Um you know, it just uh, it gave me a, a, a much different vibe uh, visually than it ended up delivering sonically for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was solid rock and D beat. Yeah, definitely. I think you actually you summarized it perfectly uh, halfway between Jack Controls, so a Jack Control project and Poison Idea, I think is ex- exactly where this falls. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel the same way that you did about it. Didn't didn't absolutely blow me away or anything, um, but I certainly liked it. And we'll check out the rest of this. Um, I'm kind of surprised this having come out in May that uh, not more people are hip to it, just because kind of rock and D beat influence stuff is definitely in the zeitgeist right now. And this mm-hmm. is a, a really solid attempt at it. The recording sounded good. The song ripped. Um, so you know, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully a few people will feel similarly about it as we do. Um, I don't think that there's a physical release for this that I can find. Um, well, also, I mean, look at where it's from, right? Yeah, Kalana, British Columbia, right? There's probably right. not there's probably not a strong grassroots local scene there. It's maybe a hundred miles or so from Vancouver. It looks like. Yeah. Now we know Vancouver's you know fucking red hot. Sure. But um, we also know that uh, those like hot centers of activity are, are very localized, and I'm sure that. Uh, Kelowna, uh, British Columbia is not getting any of that, uh, any of that heat. <laughs> I like the, I like the double entendre here of, you know, the, the fact that, uh, oh, yeah, cause I forgot actually it was hot and they had massive, <laughs> like, like massive fucking marine die offs because the water temperature got so high Yeah, and those poor people up there are suffering in, uh, extreme heat and fire and, yes. um, you know, what can you say? The summer of Satan rolls on, but <laughs> Indeed it does. Hey, one thing about coronavirus that I wanted to, to pull up are the Breach Boys in general. Look at the tags at the bottom. Punk, uh-huh. not very helpful. Sure. Friends, not helpful <laughs> at all. Right. I'm going to skip that one. Okay. Skateboard. Uh-huh. Winfield. Yeah. Cool. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's the, there's nothing here that is uh, bringing outside traffic to your page. Just Kelowna. Based on, just, like if you're putting, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah. But anyway, the third one, horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. tag. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's, th- these are not, these, these boys aren't playing, uh, they're not playing the game of the algorithm. They're not playing the game of SEO. You know what I'm saying? They're not generating a lot of outside traffic to their page via their use of, uh, of keywords. Well, see, and this gets to my point too, I think with, you'll have, you know, like a city. Mm-hmm. Where, say, for instance, Pittsburgh, sure, where the bands and the and the punks and the kids that reside in Pittsburgh are fucking hot, right? Right. But if you go a half hour out of town and you go to like I don't know, fucking, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, you head down, you head down uh, south on the Mon, and you go to like fucking uh, 
I don't know, California PA and some college kids in California put together a ripping hardcore band, right? Right. Nobody's ever going to fucking hear about it. And they're not going to be in that like inner loop. Sure. To really like play up on any connections or anything like that. Right. And uh, they don't know how to play the game. Yeah, it's uh, it, it makes you wonder how many actually really solid bands are just destined to languish in obscurity for lack of uh, better geographic placement, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've said it before, and I think this is one of them. Also, we might, we you, might be in a band like that. <laughs> oh, we are in a band like that, and I say I, I would dare say that every band that's in Fort Wayne is is in a band like that as well. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. You know, and for I, I didn't want to say Fort Wayne in particular. I was just trying to pick another one, you know, because Indy's not really hot right now with any hardcore. But Pittsburgh is right. Right. Um. So yeah, if you go to McKeesport, <laughs> no, there's no fucking raging hardcore bands from McKeesport, and if there were, nobody fucking knows about them, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if you click on the horse shit tag, uh-huh. there are five things that come up. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. One is yes, really yes, good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Betwixt the realms of reality. Betwixt, betwixt the realms of reality and, and imaginality, imaginality by the right? quantum prophets of the rhythm of truth. Right. Right. I, I am bookmarking this. Yeah, the, absolutely. The art is... Uh, two elfin women smoking blunts yeah, and cradling each other in their arms with swords. Yeah. And then uh, the tags on here are angel core, uh-huh. elf come, yep. elf core, gay, horseshit, and Detroit. So this has my interest peaked. It also says sponsored by Sobe Life Water, but with sponsored spelled wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this kicks ass, man. I'm definitely, I'm definitely be, bookmarking this uh, and yeah. checking this out for later. Yeah, I'm going to I kind of want to listen out. to it right now. <laughs> Me too, kind of, but... Um, uh, you know what? I'll submit it. <laughs> there you go. Just All go right. through the process like anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not above it. <laughs> I'm going to bookmark this shit, though. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, there you go. Breach boys, pretty solid shit that, uh, hopefully will, uh, reach a few more ears. Thanks to our stupid little podcast, because that was, uh, that was very solid. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice and see and what's honestly. Up. Yeah. As you know, we had, a, we had a release not too long ago that we said was basically like the essence of this show, right? Uh-huh. That's one of them, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. This, uh, this is, this is kind of exactly what the show, uh, can be when it's at its best and not just us talking about ghosts and shit and, and literal shit. And we literal opened shit. the show with you telling a fake story about a ghost. Okay. That's not a fake story. That's a real story. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no doubt that you believe it fucking happened, right? It did happen. But um, I'm going to tell you, it didn't happen. It did happen. I'm just, I, like I said, I make no claim about the fact that it is actually a ghost, but it did happen. But that's what everybody that saw a ghost says happened. They all say it did happen, but it never fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it didn't fucking happen. It never fucking happens, right? It's like it's like Bigfoot. Damned if they can get a good goddamn picture of that fucker, right? Well, no, I, there's I, never I, there's never a single with all of the surveillance technology just randomly watching twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm. There's never one random occurrence, right? Well, I'm just saying I'm not entirely um, not entirely sold on the fact that Bigfoot's not out there. There either. <laughs> okay, so what's uh, what's next? Next is six. All right, six is uh, community gun. 
So the Bandcamp is convulserecords.bandcamp.com. This should be the second most recent release, just after the the uh, most recent release, which is the live gel cassette that they put out. Um, like I said, a lot of people have been big up in this. It's all in Convulse Records. I mean, that's uh, that that's you know that's a pretty it's a that's a glowing endorsement in and of itself because Convulse continually puts out good ass shit. So um, let's just listen to the song that they have queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Brain Dead by Community Gun off of their release Target Practice. We just heard the song Brain Dead by Community Gun off of their demo target practice. And um, as Anthony actually pointed out in the email, um, this was recorded on an iPhone. So no longer does anyone have any excuse in terms of not having the appropriate resources to cut a demo for your band. If uh, Community Gun can cut something like this on an iPhone and make it sound this good, you really got no excuse. You just need to try harder. That was really solid and um, was of incredibly solid quality considering it was recorded on a fucking iPhone. Um, That is, to me, falls right in the category of so much shit on this show that we like, which is that, you know, if you like hardcore punk, then you probably like that. There's nothing to beef with here. This is in the vein of so many bands that revitalized the sort of straight ahead rock and hardcore style in the early to mid 2000s. It's in the vein of the bands that were doing this originally in the 80s and the the few people keeping it alive throughout the 90s. Um, You can pretty much find a reference point for this kind of hardcore at any point throughout the last four decades of the genre's existence because it is an evergreen version of the form, right? Yeah. Um, this was another real solid, real real solid addition to the Convulse Records roster. Definitely going to check out the rest of this. We'll probably pick up a copy of the tape. There's only 50 copies of it total. I imagine a lot of those are gone already. So if you like that, pick up a copy. Support Convulse. They're doing cool shit. Um, and this band was really solid. Yeah, pretty solid. Um, I, you know, obviously we both agree on stuff like this, generally speaking. What I liked about this was, yes, it was recorded on iPhone. And given that, it did sound pretty good but also makes me hungry to hear an actual recording. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Right. It, it, it makes me hungry to hear something that's like, you know, got actual, some like production behind it. For sure. Um, and I hope that that's not uh, all we get from this band. Yeah. Agreed. Um, because yeah, I mean, there are, there are certainly pitfalls to recording on an iPhone. You can't, drums are really tough. Um, you can't get drums that are just like beaten ass on an iPhone. And I would like to hear this with like hyper compressed drums, just like, peaking putting putting the putting the tape in the red you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i think this uh this could definitely benefit from like an actual recording but if they can do as much as they did with you know just an iphone i think that uh 
I think we could probably rest assured that with a proper a proper recording setup, they could put out something pretty fucking sick. Sounds so. pretty good. Sounds so also something that sounds like a little more open with a bit more of it's the ambience of the room. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was real solid. Uh, like I said, if you need, uh, if you if you feel like you need a copy of it, I would imagine you need to get one quick because I think these are these are pretty limited and probably already pretty scarce. So uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Convulse for holding it down for uh, for uh, until recently, I think um, passed over portion of the country in terms of hardcore and punk. It's uh, we've mentioned it before on the show, but I always love seeing um, an unassuming place become like uh an overnight mecca of sick shit you know mm-hmm. so let's uh roll the dice see what's up next we're moving through them we're moving right through them two all right two is clibus which is a great band name uh the the band camp is clibus the release is horse satellite this is the band from rochester that uh tyler described as being in in uh in the sort of general butthole surfers world but said it was pretty hard to pin down let me see if he um if he submitted or if he recommended a particular song yeah he said the first song's an intro so he'd recommend telephone from marble mouth so uh we'll go with that one so we're going to listen to telephone from marble mouth by clibus off of their release horse satellite
Okay, so we just heard the song Telephone from Marble Mouth by the band Clibus off of their LP Horse Satellite. And uh, yeah, I actually think the butthole surface comparison here is is pretty appropriate. Um, Entirely apt. Yeah, especially with not only the combination of the pitch shifted vocals, um, but like the kind of the burliness of the production and the riffiness of it brought to mind specifically like independent Worm Saloon era, Mm -hmm. uh, butthole surface stuff. Tyler also uh, name dropped dropped Skin Graft Records, which notably has put out stuff by Mel Banana, um, US Maple, uh, Arab on Radar, I think. Um, So yeah, I mean... Yeah, certainly generally in that like overall noise rock world, but I think butthole surfers is, is probably the most one-to-one comparison that you, that you could make for sure. And, um, as a big fan of the butthole surfers, uh, I also really, really fucking liked that and, uh, was really pleasantly surprised by it. Cause I mean, I didn't expect it to suck or anything, but you know, it's just, uh, the butthole surfers are fairly inimitable and that entire era and wave of noise rock um is tough to get right and it's tough to do it convincingly but this felt genuinely weird while also being really fucking good while also ripping while also um making four and a half minutes not feel like a burden to sit through um i pretty much liked everything about that man that was really good so i i i like this but um I did feel like it was a burden to listen to. And that's part of the reason why I liked it. And I'm sure that's part of what they're going for. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I think I would have liked this more if I didn't have a Dalek yelling at me the whole fucking time. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Sure. If, if, if the, if, if the shifted vocals were just kind of there for accent here and there. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but it wasn't, it was the whole way through. Right. And, that it, it, it like at first I was like, Ugh. and then I was like, all right, I can get into this because this would really drive some people fucking nuts. Um, and then I was like, oh God, man, come on, knock it off. And then by the end I was like, all right, I guess this is fine. So I kind of went back and forth on it. Um, from that, from that perspective, I did like the fact that it had good riffs and it was catchy for sure. Um, yes, it is difficult to, to ride that, that rail, so to speak of, you know, I guess authentic, tastefully done noise rock. Sure. Especially like you said in the butthole surfers lane. Um it's uh it's one of those things where I think it's pretty easy to take a step in the wrong direction. Yes. And completely fucking fail. Most definitely. Um and uh yeah, I like this enough that I'm gonna check it out, check more of it out later and probably listen to it tomorrow at work to come up with my uh final my final opinion on it. But just off the top, yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. If it uh, if it didn't have the uh, if it didn't have the the riff that it, the riffs that it did and wasn't catchy from that standpoint, I wouldn't have liked it very much. If it if it focused too much on being weird without having a a good a well crafted song behind it, sure, yeah, you know, definitely. I also will say they did a thing um, that immediately endears them to me because it's a thing that we do. Um, but under the track listing there, it says horse satellite, horse horse satellite, and horse satellite. I know, <laughs> which is a word game that we play in our uh, in our group in our group chat pretty much daily. So. Because we're literal fucking idiots, right? <laughs> yes. Let's let's turn the rest of this episode into. First off, are you going to put cameras up now in your house to see if you can catch the ghost? No, I'm not going to put cameras up in my fucking house. Well, you ought to. <laughs> Why? Right? Why? Because. 
No one's gonna ever gonna fucking believe that you saw the fucking ghost. No one. I don't care. I don't. I don't give a shit if anyone believes if I saw it. I don't even think it's like. I, I don't think it's a significant occurrence. Who fucking cares? It's significant enough that you brought it up and told me uh-huh. and people you don't know, flat faced, you saw a ghost. I just. I first of all, I didn't say that. I said I had a paranormal experience. <laughs> yes, but you then did say you don't believe in ghosts, but you saw a ghost, right? Well, I'm just as what other people might generally describe as a ghost, right? Yeah. But that's the thing is like, yeah, I, I brought it up because we do a podcast and we have a little banter at the top of the episode. You know what I mean? No big deal. I saw I saw a fucking apparition. It is what it is. Okay, so now it is on you unless you want to sound like some denim and turquoise wearing gray hair, you know, to uh to 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 fucking come with the proof. <laughs> That's right? fine. I don't care. I don't I don't care if others perceive me as a denim and turquoise gray hair. That's fine. Whatever. Like I said, I'm not invested enough in this to give a shit. If I see uh, the apparition again, perhaps then I'll take it a little bit more seriously. Uh there is there is a local ghost hunters Oh, great. Perfect. Night, Northwest, or uh, night is from Northeast, uh, from Northwest, Northwest Indiana ghost hunting team. But I bet you can get them to come over here. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get them in here right away. Yeah. <laughs> let's, so we've gotten through five bands, um, but uh, we only have three messages. So let's, let's roll the dice one more time. And, At least. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and see what we get. Two. All right. Two is Terror 83. So this is uh, the Swedish band that evidently, uh, you know, is indebted to Brazilian hardcore, but God, you know, I don't, I don't fucking know. Cause I don't know shit about Brazilian hardcore. So this is on the Gron pepper records.bandcamp.com. It's G R O N P E P P A R records.bandcamp.com. Uh, this is their demo and they're coming strong for a demo. Cause it's 10 fucking songs and they're yeah, not, really. they're, they're not that they're short, not, you know, they're not fucking around. Right. Yeah. And also I will say, I really like the idea because there's obviously a very, a very popular and long-standing hardcore band called Terror that has been around for over 20 years now. Uh-huh. I like the idea of just saying, yeah, fuck them. We're just going to throw a number at the end of our name and just call ourselves Terror 83. Totally it different would, name. It would have been more powerful if they had just called themselves like Terror 2. I would I <laughs> yes, no, no, that, that would have been Terror and then T-O-O, right? Yes. Yeah, Terror. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I absolutely refuse to fucking eat at a restaurant where it's like <laughs> Jack's Wings. And then he has another location that he calls Jack's Wings too. I will not fucking eat at Jack's Wings too. Right? Yeah. Right. Fuck you, Jack. Right. It's, sure. it's not a funny pun anymore. It wasn't funny the first time some fucking, you know, mud brain did that right right well, check it out it's two it's, you know, it's a sequel no right i yeah. for few there's, there's certain things i won't do i won't eat at a restaurant that has that pun in it period won't sure. do it yeah i will not eat at a restaurant that replaces or intentionally misspells like especially K- c's with k's uh-huh. um won't do it i will not eat at restaurants that like um like let's say Candy's Corner Kitchen, mm-hmm. and it's K Candy, right. K Corner, K Kitchen. Oh. Not eating there. Sure, never. Why would no? Right. So uh, yeah, call yourself Terror Two. That I, I don't know where I was going with that, but um, it is it is a much stupider name than Terror Eighty Three. I think you were going. I think where you're going with that is to just demonstrate that you're a man of principles. I am a man of principles. <laughs> if there's one thing, it, I I am a man of obstinate principle <laughs> yes so 
uh, just a quick observation about this before we listen to it. Um, you know, we were just talking on the last episode about the phenomenon that is, you know, DB getting channeled from the UK through to Scandinavia, through to Japan, back to Scandinavia. We left out South America. We did leave out South America. And I don't know if this is going to be DB or not, but I will say that like, it, this is interesting because it's a Swedish band, you know, presumably influenced by, you know, Brazilian bands that were probably influenced by American bands. And they have some songs, like song titles that are in Spanish in the same yeah. way that some Japanese bands have like fucking song titles that are in, you know, Swedish. And now some Swedish bands have song titles that are in Japanese. And I'm pretty sure the guy on the artwork is Jair Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil. Oh, okay. Word. As the devil. Yeah. So very, very interesting shit going here. I, I was actually just thinking about this in the shower the other day, like shower thoughts. I was thinking about just like, you know, because we had brought up recently a couple of times about how punk and hardcore specifically has entered into its its sort of like academic ponderance phase where people are writing thesis papers and think pieces and shit and treating it as um, sort of uh, uh, a lasting and significant cultural force, which it is, right? In the same way that many forms of, of music are, or jazz mm -hmm. and rock and that shit. But like I was thinking about the fact that like in no other genre that has wielded such broad and, and extensive and powerful cultural impact, um, no other genre reaches the heights of absolute stupidity that hardcore and punk does. Like there's... <laughs> There's no, like, I was thinking about the film, like, um, Edge of Coral specifically, mm -hmm. you know, and how it's like, it doesn't, it's that film, it may, it may not have featured like hyper prominent members of like hardcore bands, but kind of, you know what I'm saying? It yeah. had, it had bands that in it that at the time were like, and people in it that like later went on to have fairly successful careers in other bigger bands like Himsa and shit. It had yeah. the Murder City Devils in it. And it's one of the worst movies ever made. The premise of which is like straight edge kids versus punks. And it's like, even for a student film, I mean, it's like ungodly bad. And I was just thinking like, there's no jazz equivalent of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's nothing like this, this culture for as, as impactful as it has been broadly on our greater sort of pop cultural landscape is truly so fucking stupid. Well, the thing is, there might be, right? There, there might, might be a be jazz some, equivalent. Yes. We just don't know because we don't pay attention to jazz. But, you know, if you get down into the weeds, into the niche of jazz, there could be something just as fucking stupid, right? Yeah, perhaps. Also, I think that... um. Maybe not jazz, but definitely like rap. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, that's and like R and B and stuff like that. Like definitely. Well, that's true. Um, I mean, even like the even like Master P's movie and shit. Like I got the hookup and stuff. Is yeah. Like, so yeah. you know, I mean, there, there's definitely a, like like really top near stupidity, top tier stupidity. I think that I don't know, man. I think that. Uh, but that's what makes it good, right? I agree for sure. Absolutely. That's what makes it, it, it good is is that hardcore revels in its. It, that's what's crucial to it is it must revel in the fact that it's juvenile and stupid. Yeah, agreed for sure. Agreed. It absolutely must, yeah, right? For sure. Um, I also want to point out that on this demo, I was reading the uh, notes down below. Only songs one through five are originals. The rest of them are covers by Brazilian bands. 
Oh, okay. Um, like Ola Seco and uh, Psychos and so and so forth. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, I'm familiar with Ola Seco. I'm not familiar with the other ones. Like I don't have a strong uh, a strong footing in Brazilian hardcore. I bet if you played me Japanese D beat, Brazilian D beat, <laughs> Scandinavian D beat side by side. Um, taking the language out, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you the difference. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Right. If, if you took the language, the differences in the languages out, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you the difference, period. Well, I like that because that adds just another layer onto this shit, right? Where it's like you not now you also have a Scandinavian band that's like writing songs in Spanish and they're also on their own demo. They only have five original songs and then the other half of the demo is all covers. Like right. there's just a lot to unpack here. And I, so far I like fucking all of it. So let's just uh, jump in and see if the music can live up to, to everything else about this that I is, love. Is it Spanish or Portuguese? Portuguese. That's what Portuguese. I meant to say. Yeah. Portuguese, not Spanish. Um, so we're going to listen to Escravo de Capitalista by Terror 83 off of their demo. Okay, we just heard Escravo do Capitalista by Terror 83 off their demo, and um, I'm sad to report that that actually sucked. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. That was no. very basic. Um, yeah. That was that was very, very basic. Um, that was not interesting to me. No, that was, uh, as as we've described several bands on this show, that was, uh, that was peak my first punk band. That was like quintessential sort of a high school punk band music. I guess if these kids are in high school, then that's permissible. If they're, you know, 30, 30 years old, um, then I, I've got some questions. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, that wasn't very interesting to me, period. No. Um, that, uh, yeah, that didn't rip. No. It's uh, about being slaves to capitalism, right? Right. Um, yeah, cool. Right? Sure. Sure am. You know? <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Yeah, what can you do, man? <laughs> you know? What are you, you going to do, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, 
um, for you know, we we talked about that band sparked so much discussion before we ever got around to actually listening to the music. And I feel like if we had maybe just led with the music, we could have avoided a lot of pontification. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that was not very impressive. I uh, I was not very impressed with that period. No. Um, what are you going to do, right? It's just like being a slave to capitalism, right? right. That's the thing, though, too, because, you know, we all are, right? Sure. I love these, like, yeah, I get it. It sucks, right? Right. Like, there's plenty about it that sucks, but there's plenty about all of them that fucking suck. We've fucking waxed about this before. Right. The main inherent flaw with any fucking, like, political philosophy or economic philosophy is that people are in charge of it and people are inherently fucking shitty, right? Absolutely. Um. You know, and as far, as much as you might decry being a slave to capitalism, somebody waves that money in your face, you're sure as shit going to take it. <laughs> For sure. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, man, if uh, no matter how bad capitalism is, and here, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that critique because I'm not a fucking fan at all. I haven't been a fan my entire thinking life pretty much. But, but yet, you but, are, you are a capitalist uh entrepreneur. I am. And and more importantly, I'm I'm a pretty happy guy. I like my life, you know what I mean? And that's my point is that like regardless of the conditions that you live in, I mean, you're still in the first world, man. And like if you're letting it bum you out that bad that it's like ruining your life, you're kind of a weak bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think the problem is capitalism at that point. Unless you are unless you are from one of the parts of this country that is like or any part of the first world that's like genuinely disadvantaged because there are segments of this country that are sure. essentially as uh, on par with the third world. Unless you are from that part of this country, right? Um, just, you got to cowboy up, man. Just cowboy the fuck up and have a good life in spite of the fact that capitalism does indeed suck. It is what it is, man. Just deal yeah. with it. Keep it moving. You're going to die pretty soon anyway. Have a good fucking time. Yeah, you know, it's and, and they're all gonna suck, man. They're all gonna take, suck. Take your pick. Take your pick. Let uh, I don't know. Let's let uh, you know, collective like anarchism fucking rule the roost for a couple hundred years, right? Sure. Yeah, we're and I'm fuck, down for whatever. I'm a lot of fucking hate it. I'm a fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm I'm down for whatever. I'm just along for the ride. But I'm just saying, I bet whatever you, I bet whatever you exchange, um capitalism for is also going to suck. That's you my, know, you know, you know what you don't get with collective anarchism and shit like that. What's that? Uh, space rockets, <laughs> True. video games, right? Yeah. Computers. Right. Right. You don't get shit like that. Cause who's going to fucking do it. Right. <laughs> Out of the goodness of their fucking heart. Right. Cause if there's one thing we know about people is they do everything out of the goodness of their heart. <laughs> Right? Yeah, and look. selfless selfless and giving at all times if there's anything that 2020 has taught me it is that people are infinitely selfless in giving <laughs> and always always directing their conscious behavior toward the greater good and listen i'm i'm not of the mind that uh that capitalism encourages uh or breeds innovation per se um but i will say that as far as the modern experiment with other forms has gone um it has seemed as if daily life under those systems has also sucked just in distinct ways um from that of capitalism so you just kind of got to pick your poison and swallow like, it, you know well, the only the only other one that like gives you space rockets and computers and all the modern amenities that you seem to fucking like is uh like 
a benevolent like dictatorship, right? Sure. A, a benevolent monarchy <laughs> right. where there's somebody at the top that has the best interests out of for everybody in mind, but he's also thinking ahead, or she, or whoever they are thinking ahead into the future as to far as what future generations. And they're saying, you better fucking do this. Cause I'm going to have to get the stick out. If you don't, <laughs> right. I'm giving right. you guys nothing but carrots right now, but if you don't fucking do this, I'm going to get the stick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The That's point, it. The point being, you just gotta, you gotta pick your poison and swallow it because you're going to have complaints no matter what you're living under. Um, so there you go. That's our, that's our lecture to you, Terror 83. That's right. You wouldn't even be able to make this shitty fucking demo if you didn't live in a, if we weren't a slave to capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Then how would we get, uh, how would, how would we be hearing your, your, uh, your release via bandcamp.com? The- and how would you hear our scorn, our mocking scorn? <laughs> <laughs> Fools, idiots. <laughs> That's right. Grovel before capitalism. <laughs> yes, little piggy, get more of that money so you can enjoy Everything that capitalism has given you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that we've uh, simped for capitalism, a thing that neither of us is particularly a large fan of anyway. Well, no, it's the thing is, as a concept, it's just fine. But it's, again, people, man. <laughs> sure. People, they ruin everything. They ruin everything. They do. So- on that, let's uh, let's pivot over to voicemails and uh, listen to these real quick, and then call it a night. All right. Hey guys, this fag, just hanging out, having some roast chicken, like Dominican style, some yucca or yucca. Not really sure how to say that. It's plantains, some red beef. That's good. Um, I just need to call because, like, you know, just get back in dorm. I might actually meet you guys in person to have an eating contest, so I need to ask Nate, like, are we doing, like, a time thing? Like, one hour, we eat as much as we can, or do you want to, like, just go to a buffet and just plate for plate see who can eat the most? Because I'd rather do that because I like to enjoy my food. You know, so I figured we'd better just put some guidelines out. But the real reason I called... It's like, look, I was listening to the Evil Empire the other day. And I was thinking, like, yo, is Rage just lame because their fans are all cops? Or, like, did they just go too long and Battle of Los Angeles wasn't good? That Evil Empire was the peak? Or is it just too much fun to make daily roads impersonations? Or were they always trash? I asked uh, Gray, but, you know, I just need to ask Nate because he actually, like, was conscious when they were popular. All right, later, dude. All right. So, first off, I have been thinking about that eating contest. Okay. Um, I was thinking about it just earlier today, and I thought, you know, when the weather, when when the season shifts, we got to head down south, right? I'm down for sure. We got to find a couple shows that we can hit up on the way down, or something like that. We could we, we could hit uh, hit Hattiesburg in Mississippi, perhaps. Yeah. Right. Um, but. Um, I like, I do like, uh, enjoying my food as well. I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like to be grotesque in my gluttony. We'll say, right. Sure. I like it to, I, I don't want it to be obvious that I'm a fucking pig to like the passerby. Right. But like, if you walk by and like an hour and a half later, I'm still fucking eating. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, Yeah. that's, that's how I feel. When I was in college, I used to go get lunch at, uh, 
Pizza Hut every about every third day. Well, no, every other day, three times a week. Five ninety nine or five dollar all you can eat pizza buffet, right? For lunch. Yeah. I'd go by myself. And I would sit in there and I might eat I don't know, 18, 20, 22 <laughs> slices of pizza for lunch. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I was a growing boy, you know. Yeah, you were I mean, growing. I was like 19 years old, you know. Sure. Uh, still actively growing. And 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 um, I used to sit there. I, I can distinctly remember sitting there by myself eating all that pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my lunch break between classes. And, and there was another guy that I would see in there a lot who was a lot shorter than me, but probably weighed the same. At the time, I, I discovered I weighed close to 350 pounds. <laughs> Um, which is pretty heavy. Yes, it is. And uh, um, there was another guy that would come in that was maybe like a foot shorter than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like short, but also 350 pounds. And he would stack the plates up, right? So he'd have like 12, 13, 14 fucking plates on his table, right? Right. And we, we, we crossed paths a lot, never spoke to him. And I used to sit there and watch him while I was eating. And meanwhile, I also had like 10, 12, 13 plates. And I would sit there and watch him and go, Jesus, this motherfucker. <laughs> and then like have like a running sort of monologue in my head. But like, I can't believe this dude, right? <laughs> this guy is killing himself doing this every day, right? Yeah. And um, that, that was when, you know, I decided that uh, I, I, when I stepped on the scale at some point after like a year and a half of doing that, um, and I realized that I was like 350 pounds. That was a bit of a wake up call for me. I bet. But nevertheless, my point is, yes, I would take my time. I don't want to gobble it down. Right. So I didn't feel like I was eating two medium pizzas for lunch. Right. Sure. I felt like I was just having a nice snack. <laughs> but you weren't. <laughs> but I wasn't. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for uh, taking, enjoying the food. And I'm also for eating like good food. There's one thing I will not skimp on if I go out and spending money on food. Sure. Right. Just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a quality, uh, over necessarily like value sort of guy. Definitely. Yes. Um, and depending upon what it is, I dare say that there are a few people that can, uh, house as much as me. Breakfast food, you ain't touching me. I can't wait to moderate this. Breakfast food, you're not touching me. Seafood, not even close. Um, I could eat garbage cans full of fucking crab legs. Right. Um, I can house a lot of pizza. Um, tacos. Uh, the, but yeah, I guess there are most things I can eat a lot of, but there are certain things that I'll just absolutely fucking murder. So, yeah, I was just thinking about that. So sooner or later, it's going to have to happen. We've talked it up enough that uh, it's going to have to happen, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, Rage Against the Machine. The problem with Rage Against the Machine for me was always the, uh, the hype surrounding them and the people that listened to them. Um, I used to like Rage Against the Machine quite a bit when I was younger and was delivering papers. I remember, you know, like when, they, when they used to employ children to deliver papers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Back in the good old right? days. Capitalism. Yeah, when, we have capitalism they, with another win. Yeah. Yeah. When, when they used to, uh, employ children, to deliver newspapers, this would have been around like 1990. Yeah. It was about, you know, like 13, you know, 14, um, 13. And, uh, I had a, I had a customer that, uh, had a very, he was a younger dude to me. He was a grown ass fucking man. He was probably 25. Sure. Um, but he had like a huge collection of CDs when he'd open up his apartment for me to collect the, you know, the monthly fucking paper bill. Right. Right. 
And they would also send children around with bags to collect cash <laughs> and just walk around neighborhoods with a bag of cash collecting money from their, uh, from their subscribers. But um, he would open it up and it was like, I've never seen that many CDs, right? Sure. And uh, he was listening to like, well, it was Zach De La Rocha. I don't know if it was like Rage Against Machine because it might have been a little earlier for that, but it was, you know, probably like, you know, fucking um, Jesus Christ. Um, why did my brain just shut off? No spiritual surrender. Oh, Inside Out. Yeah. It might have been Inside Out or something like that. But I remember him asking what it, what it was and he told me and he said, I remember him saying Zach De La Rocha. And I went, oh, that's pretty good. Um, and uh, that was my first exposure to him. And I kind of, you know, I, I kind of like him to a point, but yeah, it's always, as with everything for me, it's always the, uh, the folks that are into them. Um, and, uh, cops like them, but, uh, you know, jocks like them, uh, politicians like them, everybody fucking likes them, but no one seems to know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> or at least even care. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my, my opinion on rage, even though you didn't really ask for it, um, because I, I was conscious when they were popular. Um, I think I'm the same age as you fatty, or at least, uh, around the same age anyway, uh, is they were obviously formative in a way. Uh, they were sort of inescapable in the early to mid nineties, all the way up mm -hmm. to the turn of the century. Uh, sure. And I certainly liked them just fine as a kid, but I never owned like a Rage Against the Machine CD as a kid. Like I didn't, mm -hmm. I just didn't jump into it head first. I, I would listen to the singles and be like, yeah, this is a banger. This, this is cool. But, um, and, and I, I, they certainly, uh, I guess were in my general, in my general listening rotation of early heavy, quote unquote, heavy music that I liked. Um, but they just they're they're a band that for whatever reason just always kind of missed me um and i have revisited them as an adult i don't really give a shit who likes them or you know who listens to them that that doesn't typically um that's not typically a huge obstacle for me um enjoying something and uh they just don't do a lot for me i don't know i think they're totally fine i very much understand the appeal i'm glad that a band uh utilized a very large platform to talk about real shit um i'm a huge fan of inside out i think I've said on the show before, if somebody were to say no spiritual surrender is their favorite hardcore seven inch of all time, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, that's a legit claim. I wouldn't fight them on that one. You know what I mean? I think that's mm -hmm. uh, that, that's a contender for one of the best to, one of the best to ever exist. Um, so I, you know, I got, I got respect for Zach and all that he's done. He was in other rad bands other than inside out as well. Played in a, a hell of a lot of good hardcore bands from, uh, from California, but, um, yeah, Rage just never really stuck with me, man. I don't know. I don't think they suck. I just, uh, I think culturally they've they've become sort of uh, a caricature of themselves over the years uh, by by no doing of their own, and um, they just don't have the they don't have the staying power for me that uh, that other bands of that era have. I don't know why. Well, that's just it. Is I never revisit them. I never really. I mean, everybody I knew in the '90s they were inescapable, right? Sure, yeah. Um, inescapable. Um, and, uh, I never really, I never had to buy anything because everybody I knew fucking already was already listening to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they did get, if you ask me, like they got made into a caricature, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like it, like some MTV music awards, one of them's climbing the fucking, you know, the sign or something and knocking a, a, a set piece down. You know what I mean? Like, right. I get it, dude. You know, what the fuck? But you know, you're still at the MTV Music Awards. Sure, yeah. 
You know what I mean? And also you didn't, as far as people turning you off, that's because you weren't in high school where literally it just basically became the most basic of fucking jock jams. That's true for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the go-to, you know, angry music that, uh, everybody fucking turned to. Yeah, that's true for sure. So there you go. Our, uh, our absolutely useless thoughts on Rage Against the Machine at the behest of Fatty Hurst. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Yo, what up? Um, so I just, uh, had a quick question. Uh, what are some tips for booking, you know, DIY shows? Um, if like some of us don't have spots to book them at, what would you guys do? Uh, how do you guys hit up bands that you want to play? How do you pay them out? Um, you know, just, I, you know, you don't have to go into a super detail about everything, but, uh, I'm sure there's, uh, a couple kids who listen to the podcast, uh, me included. Well, I'm not a fucking kid anymore, but, uh, mentally I am. Um, but, uh, who are interested in, you know, in those details to possibly do that shit themselves and not wait around, uh, for other people to do it for them. So yeah. Um, uh, fuck off. All right. So first off, um, I don't book shows anymore. I don't maintain any presence on social media and I am a digital hermit. Um, so as far as that goes, social media, right? Right. Get a hold of bands. And once you start making connections, um, dominoes start to fall in place, right? It sure. only takes a couple of good connections and things snowball from that. Yeah. Um, some tips. How do you pay up the bands? You make sure they get fucking paid, first of all. For sure. They didn't fucking drive there for free. And believe me, ain't none of, you know, they're not, they're not rolling in it as, you know, as it were. Um, so you make sure they get fucking paid, number one. Yes. Donation shows. Fuck no. No. No donation shows. Right. Because what you end up with is a bunch of fucking idiots that want to, I don't know. I've had people try to donate their time raking my leaves. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not the one that's fucking taking the money. And raking the leaves doesn't help the band. You bring yeah, money. For sure. Right. Don't be afraid to fucking charge, you know, a reasonable amount of money either. You could go to a fucking minor threat show in 82, or if you look at those flyers and it says $8 in 1982. Right. Yeah. You can charge at least 10 bucks at the fucking door. Exactly. Yes. I was going to say, man. It's 2021, right? right? Yeah. Make sure the band gets paid. If you don't pull at the door, guess what? Comes out of your fucking pocket. Yep. Right. Sorry to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way, but it always was for me, man. I always made sure. I I I paid $50 to see it or $100 or more just to fucking sweeten the pot a little bit. You know, basically I would say 60% of the shows that were ever occurred at my house at least, right? Yeah. At least 50 to 100 bucks just to make sure that I got them, you know, up over that. And it's been a while since I've booked a show, so now I mean it'd be 100 bucks on the reg. Um I just make sure that I, the biggest thing, man, for me was always making sure that the bands got paid. The bands didn't have to worry about eating if they didn't want to, right? They got fed and they had a relatively comfortable, clean place to stay. Um, Yes, it is a fucking punk house, um, but that doesn't mean it it has to be squalid, right? Just because you're poor doesn't mean you have to be a fucking slob. Yeah. And, um, you know, try try to make folks comfortable because it sucks to be in the road drive to a fucking place to play and uh you know the guy comes up hat in hand afterwards at the end of the night well well, we couldn't get any donations at the door but you can sleep on the couch and the couch is covered in fucking cat shit 
Right. Yeah, exactly, man. It's, I mean, there's nothing fucking worse than that. Um, and I, you know, I think, I think, you know, you, you touched on most of what needed, needed to be said, um, just to reiterate and add a few points of my own. Um, yeah. So Nate mentioned, you know, the dominoes sort of falling into place. Once you make those first few connections, the key to, to that becoming a self-perpetuating cycle is just make sure the shows are fucking bangers too. I mean, do the work, do the work to book good local bands if you have access to them. And if you don't in your immediate area, pay a band a little bit of extra money if they need to drive from two hours away. If the, if the sickest band in your state is from two hours away, you know, be upfront with them. Say, Hey, we got a touring band. I can only pay you a hundred bucks, but like whatever you need to do to get good fucking local support in there, um, run a tight ship because bands also don't want to sit around a fucking house that they've never been to all night mm-hmm. while people are dicking around, taking fucking 45 minutes to set up and break down. If you can have a backline, if you can have like a, a drum kit that everybody can use or house amps or whatever, if that's a doable thing, fucking do it. Um, more often than not, unless a band like is really set on using their own equipment, would be happy to play through house cabs and like use a house drum kit, you know? Um, anything that you can do to make your show efficient and, uh, not a chore to play or attend is going to help. Uh, because as soon as you throw a couple bangers for a few good bands that have other friends, they're going to say, Oh, Hey, don't skip this city. You know what I mean? The show there was fucking sick. We got paid. Well, we ate the show was a fucking blast. You know what I mean? Like, just don't, don't skimp out, promote your show. Um, you know, make flyers for your shit put it out everywhere that you think people might be receptive to it. Um, and beyond that, man, as far as not having spaces to do DIY shows, that's a recurring issue, especially in uh, smaller towns and cities. If you can pull your re- pull your resources together with other like-minded folks, you can usually figure out somewhere that can host a show. And it might not be a, cons- a, a consistent spot. You know, you you also might have to employ some deception. Um, we used to do shows at a park pavilion that technically you weren't allowed to do shows at. There was like ten of us that would pool our money together, and we would send a different person in each time. We did shows there for years with no issues at all. Um, you know, it's, we would just say, yeah, we're doing a private event there, a private birthday party or something. I'm not saying go out and break the law, break your city ordinance or whatever, but I am saying that in spite of the fact that you may not feel as if there are places readily available for you to play, there's always ways you can fucking finagle your way into a space. We did shows, big shows, cool shows. Like we booked Outbreak, um, at, and Steel Nation and shit at a, a, a comic book shop that the lease was still had like another nine months on it or something. And, uh, the owners had moved out and some of our friends were working at the comic book shop at the time. And they just said, Hey, can we do shows in the empty storefront? And we did some really great shows there. There's, you just got to get creative, man. Um, you know, to paraphrase, uh, homeboy from the zero boys and, uh, in uh, the American hard hardcore documentary, if you know if the river is not there for you to jump into, uh, you just got to dig the well. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, you have to accept the fact that it's going to cost you money. For sure. If you don't have money, then don't fucking do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, simple as that, right? For sure. I, listen, I know it's a cliche to be a young fucking poor punk, um, but it's a shitty cliche, man. There's there's no fucking glamour in it. Um, just you know, fucking. F- face the fact that if you want to do it you're going to have to you're going to have to spend money for sure and one way or another it's going to cost you money and even if you got 10 friends who each throw in 20 bucks a piece right you can st- that's 200 bucks you that's can- a 200 buck payout exactly right you know and and if and if you really can't pay a band if you're not in a position you have a real bad month or something you know 
don't be forthcoming with bands too. you know, tell them up front how much you can pay them. Hey, we can yeah. give you $150 guarantee this month. That's, you know, that's all we can swing. Just, I don't know, man, there's a whole lot of little, there's a uh, little details that you're going to learn as you go to. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think we touched on sort of the major points. So always remember too, that it's not about you booking the fucking show. Everything yeah. should be about the fucking bands first for the sure. people that show up second to see the band. Yeah. Um, you are the least important person as far as any of that is concerned. You're just the dude that is like hosting the show, right? Absolutely. Yep. For sure. Um, so, um, all right, let's, uh, let's listen to the last one. So I got a big problem with some of the people that call into the show are real fucking annoying. Uh, I just wanted to let them know, you know, I, I listen to the show to hear shitty bands get made fun of. I'm not coming here to hear some fuckhead nerds. Debate about death metal music. Oh, G-Sides, 1995 release Legion, fucking Candlemas, and fucking whoever else. Fuck off, man. No one wants to hear your fucking bullshit opinion about 90s death metal music. Fuck off. I want to hear Applebee's. I want to hear fucking shit bands get made fun of. All you people calling in, wasting your time, don't fucking call in anymore. Call in to cancel. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn, someone had a fucking bug up their ass, right? Yeah, for sure. I like it. Um, yeah. I also, I also like the probably somewhat self-aware um, component of this call, which is that you know you're calling to complain about people calling. You know, yeah. Um, big, you know, big ups to whoever that was. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you called and made your opinion. No, that's exactly what this. It's uh, exactly what this hotline is for. So on that note, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I think we're right right around the hour and a half mark, right in that sweet spot where I like to be. Um, still gives me enough time to get this edited on this uh, on this Sunday night and have a little bit of time to wind down before I go to sleep for the night or before I am once again accosted by the fucking haunting spirit that resides in my house. Put up a fucking camera and get video. If you're <laughs> you know, I'm telling you right now, you, I am telling you right now. Uh huh. I know you're going to say you don't care, but you do. I would say 60% of the listening audience right now thinks less of you <laughs> for coming at them with a fucking ghost story. And then I'm like, I don't care. I saw a ghost. I don't care. You know, I saw a ghost. No, oh, man. Listen, your, your, your manipulation tactics are not foreign to me. I know what you're trying to do. I'm telling you, it, you know, th this, trust me, word's going to get out, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, look at you know, you're gonna be lumped in the same bag with you know, fucking folks that uh, think that uh, you know calcium crystals do something about the energy around you and stuff like that, right? Yeah, word's gonna get out for yeah. sure. We wouldn't want that to happen. Well, yeah, I'll probably invest in like um, some like uh, what are those like um, oh fuck the like the heat detecting um like thermal 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 devices like thermal goggles you know well we can we let's for next time right oh, yeah let's look into like getting a proper ghost detection <laughs> setup right i can i can tell you right now i'm in no position where i'm going to spend any amount of money on ghost detected ghost detecting equipment it might not be very expensive right? <laughs> i bet it i bet it would be
I don't know. I did. I did see a Taps shirt at the local Goodwill. I think the most I can, the most I can commit to is I might go buy the Taps shirt and wear it around my house. You you can go get a cheap fucking camera and just put it in your house where you saw the ghost. Wait for him to come back. Try to summon the ghost. Right. <laughs> Talk to it. Like film yourself talking to it. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would make me okay, look a lot better. Um, whatever's I'm in here. Um, you need to leave. <laughs> what do you want? Right. Talk, talk to the ghost. Right. And then I can take clips that I've recorded and any little sound that occurred in the background, I can claim, uh, they can claim it's actually like an English sentence of some sort. And I could be like, Oh, did you hear that? He said, get out. Exactly. Exactly. You, if you're going to come with a fucking ghost story, you better come with a little more, uh, a little more meat on the bones <laughs> is all I'm saying. That's all there was to it. It was, it's, it, it was a very, it was, uh, it was a lackluster occurrence, man. All right. What can I say? So, uh, if you want to leave, uh, if you want to leave a message for us, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. If you want to submit music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. If you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. You know the deal and all that shit. Um, rate and review on iTunes, tell a friend, uh if i have more ghost adventures for you guys next time i'll let you know but i'm not expecting anything too wild to pop off there's also only one week left i think uh, ostensibly at least of uh, the upstairs neighbor residing here so things should get a whole lot more quiet around here soon and uh i'm really looking forward to that so until next time we will uh well thanks for listening and uh we'll we'll see you on the next one